Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another episode of the Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs. I'm hosting duty today. I've got Doc Lee and uh, Shabs. How are you guys doing? All good, man. All good. Um, yeah, before we get before we get started, um, just some minor housekeeping. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube. If you're you're watching this live on the YouTube, make sure you drop a like on the video um, as well. Leave a comment. Leave us a question. Actually, if you're watching this live, we'll try our best to to get through to them. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon as well. The details are going along the bottom of the screen um, right there. So we, we, we've got a lot of um, Patreon content planned before the start of the season. Shabs, you had a lot of ideas about what we could do um, for some patrons, the idea man himself. Um, so we've we definitely got some, some more content um, coming out. And I think um, from this episode onwards, we're probably going to be dropping the ad-free um episodes on the patreon there so if you don't like listening to them ads make sure you subscribe to the patreon and you can um you can skip all of them all of them over um nathan early comment here you were waiting for us you were commenting before we even went live um you're at lewis already yeah lewis is busy today so we'll save that one for we'll save that one for another time lewis isn't even here nathan don't tell me you went and dug up receipts. He said he checked the tapes. Come on, Nathan, man. No, man, he gave the he gave the minute marker and he Come gave the, the the episode number as well. So on, we'll Nathan. have to tell Lewis that one. Um, you must we'll let him come back to you, Nathan, man. Um, but I love the dedication. Yeah, we'll let him come back to you, and you might expect a response in in ten to ten to twelve working days. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll go like that. And I, I um, can actually say the reason Shannon's not here is because he owes me money, and I'll be running him down. Um, <laughs> we made a bet in the chat, and like uh, every since ever since we made a bet, he don't turn up. So. He was coming. He was coming on you. Yeah. He was coming. Yeah, and then was coming I was coming. Coming. Like, and then no, 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 no. Like, All right, okay, cool. Because he knows I'm going to ask him where my peas at. Yeah. <laughs> So um, let's get let's get into it, right? So we had the friendly today um, against Watford, um, another Premier League team that we played in pre-season. I think we got another two. We got Tottenham and Chelsea coming up. Four-one um, win. 
Um, did you guys have a chance to to watch any of the game or see the highlights or anything like that? Can't lie, I was getting cooked at work today. It's a myth. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. So um, I think I'll, I'll give my, I'll give my thoughts initially uh, on the game. I think first half, the lineup was a bit fugazi. You know, um, Tavares started. Uh, who is it? Pablo Mari centre back with Callum Chambers, and then um, Cedric at right back. We had Lokonga and Elneny starting centre mid. Uh, then we had Willian in the hole. And then Abamyang up top with Reese Nelson on the right and then Ketty on the left. And I've seen that lineup and I was sort of thinking in two minds whether or not I'm even going to watch it. Um, but I think there are a couple noteworthy performances from the first half um, and from the second half uh, that we can that we can come on to. So um Shabs, I'll start with you. Um, because I thought Eddie and Ketia in that first half, he put in a bit of a showing, to be honest. I think he was sh uh, showing some aspects of his game that we've not really seen from him, where we've actually been quite critical of him um, in terms of his work outside the box. But I thought off the left today, he was coming in, linking play quite well. Um, and he, he, he scored a wonderful goal uh, with picking up the ball out wide on the left, beating a defender coming in on the inside and then slapping it in the bottom corner. So um, what do you make of that? And, you know, that does that change your minds about what you might want to do with Nketiah for the rest of the season? No, I think it was a fantastic goal, but um, let's put it into context, man. It's a pre-season friendly against Watford. Who I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the um, full game. By the way, I, I saw highlights, um, but I heard the narrative about Watford just looking really poor, actually. So um, he's done it. He scored a really good goal. I saw the finish. I think it was a good take. Um, I probably didn't expect him to get it in the back of the net. Um, not him. It was one of them ones where when he scored, I was like, oh, what's a goal there? I was like, who is that? Oh, swear down, you done that. So I was a bit, you know, I was a bit like, mm, okay, but nah, bigger picture, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of change um, it for me in terms of what we should do for him or with him. Um, I want him to do well, like I really do. I think he's got a good career in him. I really like him as a footballer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure that he's well suited to us, what we are right now, or what we're trying to be, what we need to be in the future either. So, um, yeah, but I think he can go on and have a good career as well. I wanted to score um, so that he drums up the interest and drums up his price and let him have a happy career. Yeah, fair play. Because um, I want to be devil, devil's advocate a bit, right? So if it was Balogun playing off the left and done that goal, do you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of the fan reaction would be quite quite different you know because at the end of the day that is that is now premier league opposition you know um i don't know uh i, I generally couldn't tell you who played for them today to be fair so i don't know if that was their um strongest team strongest 11 that was you know people who were playing in the youth uh, etc but as far as i'm concerned that was a nice goal against premier league opposition so i i i think shabs you and me have been quite balanced on the whole balogun thing you know and whether or not we think he can perform at Premier League level can be relied to relied upon to perform consistently on a Premier League level because I know people have cited this this he's under 23 form um and how he's looked in Europa League but I think Nketiah has performed at both of those levels as well um to a, a, a decent to good standard so um I'm definitely one in in the let's wait and see what what uh what happens with with either of them because I'm 
I, I do believe in Balogun's talent, but I want to slow down a little bit in, you know, sort of how people praise him. So um, nice, nice one from um, Inketia. So uh, Doc Lee, um, I know you didn't get to watch the game, but um, this was Lukonga's second um, appearance in preseason. Um, I, for one, thought he was quite impressive in the first game. Um, the question marks were, you know, the, the the level of opposition he was playing, the pace, the intensity, could he step up? Um, and again today, I say against Premier League opposition, um, he looks like a Rolls-Royce of a midfielder, to be honest. He was receiving the ball um, all over the park, spraying it first time off both feet. Um, so do you think that this is someone that we can kind of chuck into the deep end um, and, and see if he sinks or swims? So, no, no, I don't think that's wise. I think um, you you have to still be cautious with the development of these young players. He, he's his first, he's 21, he's just come from the Belgian league. If you chuck him in, not only is that probably a bit negligent from an Arsenal perspective, and it's a bit negligent from looking after Lokonga. So, if he's a Rolls Royce, he'll come through. He'll come through. He'll, he'll be banging on the door and he'll come into the team. So we'll have to just see how it goes. But in the meantime, I still think we should cautiously, cautiously drip feed him into games, drip feed him into the league, drip feed him into the team. Um, and we still give him minutes, don't get me wrong, and it's up to him to show if he can maintain that level and find the level quickly. Um, but yeah, as for throwing in the deep end, no, I would still be signing another person to have ahead of him. Mm. Yeah, because the thing is, to me, is like, you know, El Nenny is the one who has been trusted with a lot of minutes last season. Um, and when they've been playing... In these games, Lokonga looks way better um, to me. Like Elneny at fault for the goal um, today. And my, my thing is, I don't want to sort of say that this guy's not ready yet. When I think we've seen a couple, we've seen a couple young G's. You know, um, just do it immediately. Um, I think Genduzi probably was a lot better than what people thought he was going to be. I don't know whether we can say he sort of smashed out the park immediately, but he didn't look out of place, I think, when he was playing centre mid um, under Emery. Um, and also um, Martinelli as well, I think has acclimatised himself to, to men's football um, very quickly. Uh, with, and he, he, he started on fire, you know, when he was playing in the Europa League and um, those League Cup ma uh, matches. And he scored two in his first three um, starts in the Premier League as well. So, uh, I, I feel like some sometimes these young players, if they're good enough, they will shine. Um, so maybe we don't necessarily start with Lokonga's first choice, but if he's good enough, he might be playing a lot of minutes towards the end of the season. So um, definitely, definitely, definitely one to watch, um, I think. Um, probably a more contentious topic we're coming up to um, now with... The striker situation, I guess, because we've got um, Aubameyang who started today, and I've named the lineup. You've got Nelson on the right, you've got Willian in the hole, you've got um, Inketi on the left. So al already that doesn't seem like the most creative of attacks behind Aubameyang, but this guy looked terrible. Um, today it's like it's, and I think he's not looked good in the last couple of games in preseason either um so we've asked this question a lot in this podcast you know like are people worried about him I've always maintained that I'm not worried about him 
Um, he just needs to, we just need to give him chances, this, that, and the other. But it's getting harder and harder to maintain that position. So, Shabs, I'll go back to you again. So, what, what, what do you think is the situation here? Um, and do you think Alba might be finished? I've, yeah, I've, I've held um, my line on this for a really long time. But yeah, my, my line is starting to um, waver because I'm looking at him. And I'm just, I'm looking at him playing and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a lack of hunger, if it's a lack of kind of, of, of motivation, of desire. Um, I don't know if he's, you know, he's really made it now in terms of like, he, you know, he secured that big bag. And, you know, we see a lot of flamboyance from him off the pitch. And do you know what? I'm not one to, to, to I, I don't pocket watch. It's not for me to say kind of what he should do or shouldn't do with his money, how he should live his life. That's, He's earned that. Do you see what I'm saying? But it's like the enthusiasm for some of the activities off-field vis-a-vis how he comes across, how I'm reading him coming across when he's on the pitch. I'm just starting to question, like, you know, does this guy seriously want to be here um, as an Arsenal captain? Because fair enough like goals 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 you know goals are you know the biggest commodity in the game like you know we know what he's done like in the past but you know you 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 can't you can't rest on your laurels like you can't trade off past glories like you have to it's about currency and for me this goes beyond pre-season this ain't just about these pre-season games um last season i think he was awful and you know you can caveat that with how poor the team played how poorly um, the team played, especially prior to December, um, you know, not being able to create chances, et cetera, et cetera. But I think even when there was an improvement on that front um, at the turn of the year, he still didn't really look himself to me. And I kind of thought, mm, all right, what is it? There's just little things, little things that are starting to make me question his um, his application. That's what that's what I'm seeing now. So I don't know. I, I don't really know where we go from here with with Oba. I think there's no excuses for him not to kind of do more this season in terms of his all round performances. Um, you know, he has to play up front. He has to play close to a goal. You said something earlier, Dan, about um, previous managers not um, relying on him to be involved in the build up. I think that's a fantastic point. I don't think he actually needs to. I think why. Is there such a big emphasis on him being involved in build-up? He doesn't actually need to be involved in build-up. We just need to get the things around him and create the chances um, so that he can he can get into the positions that he's used to. He can sniff out the, the 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 goals like we're used to him doing and and finish for us. Um, but yeah, something needs to give, man. Something needs to give because you can't have. Um, Lacazette outscoring you and outperforming you really, and you're our captain and our our, our, our main man and you know our highest paid player and all of that stuff that I just I, I can't I can't really get behind that if you love listening to us here on Touchline Frackers what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show and there's no place better to host than Blue Wire Hustle Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start Hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to a community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher and all the other listening platforms. 
And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about our favourite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the programme is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And I think, you know, last season, there were some mitigating factors around his form. Um, you know, the the random freak illness that happened to his, his mother. Um, you know, he just, people did cite the... Um, the, the the contract and that affecting his motivation and then later in the season he um caught malaria so um Leroy do you think that any of these things can be you know sort of lingering effects so medically from the malaria like is that something that will take him you know months to get over or mm-hmm. um you know should he should he really be back to full fitness um wow. now and then additionally you know on the mental side of things do you think that the contract and maybe the captaincy um, are a big weight on his shoulders as well. Um, I don't think the malaria should be an issue. I mean, it's always a possibility after any type of illness like that, you can get some long-term malaise and stuff. But um, the vast majority of people, especially like um, professional athletes, should be better by now. So I'm really not feeling that's that's the reason. And this is the first, first time I've been a little bit worried about Aubameyang because I ain't been worried at all. Don't get me wrong, even when I look at us in pre-season, I still don't think we've sorted the, uh, the chance creation problem and particularly the type of chances that Aubameyang thrives off. I still don't think we are that type of team to to really suit him and cater to him and facilitate him in the best way. But even then, Aubameyang should be getting into more goal-scoring situations than he is. Um, and even then, he should be more... His conversion rate should be better as well. So it is a little bit worrying. Um, I do think that the motivation of obviously a big contract is going to be a factor because he's not playing to get a big move like he probably would have been and he's not paying for any big money because he's already got it and the security of it because I don't see I don't see massive physical declines in him. I, I still don't see physical decline in him, so I'm not sure what it is. But I really, really hope he sorts it out and I really hope this is just a temporary slump because if we need a Bamiyang to be firing it if we're going to do anything this season at all, it's an absolute necessity. So fingers crossed. But I, for the first time, I have small little doubts in the back of my head is, can he still be the guy for us? Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think we've we've actually been very patient with him. You know, I think, um, you know, as a uh, shout out German, German, DC, German you know, um, like <laughs> we have been, we have been very patient with him, I think, um, as a, as a collective on, on the Touchy Gunas um, group chat, I think it's been a couple descending voices, but on the whole, I think we've backed him a lot. Um, and we don't really back a lot of players, um, to be fair, uh, over in recent years. So, you know, I think he does need to sort of repay some of that faith that's been shown in him by some of these fans um, and also by the manager who's who's given him that big contract. So um, I am I am slightly critical of... Arteta because I think you should play to your best player's strengths at times, um, especially when you don't have, um, you know, a blank checkbook like someone at, um, at 
uh, like his his, his uh, compatriot at Man City, you know, um, like Pep Guardiola. So you know, you can you can sort of say that players that don't fit into my style of play, um, I can I can I can get rid of them with, without cost. Do you know what I mean? Or I can go and find someone who fits it um, more uh, quite quickly. Um, Arsenal don't have that luxury. So if you have someone like Aubameyang, you need to play to his strengths. You know, I, I think getting him and trying to make him into something he's not um, at age 31 uh, seems insane to me. You know, trying to get him involved and build up, um, develop some back-to-goal game, get him to, you know, sort of start fisting up uh, centre-backs and whatnot. I don't think that's wise use of, wise use of resources, um, especially after you're giving him uh, the fattest contract. You're asking him to change, uh, to chase wing backs down the left you know so it's a strange it's a strange thing so real one i'll let you come in on this topic yeah because you're Hello, probably Mac. one of big up big up real one well, um, how are you doing guys yeah all good man you seem too happy bro this is this is real one's meat and drink man he gets to let loose in it you know so um, I, men- I mentioned there were a couple descending voices uh, in the tg chat real one's probably the chief Amongst them, that that that's a uh, that's calling a, a bamyang a bum. Um, so, real one, I'll let you I'll let you speak on this. Like, why? Let 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 the listeners know and the viewers know why you're worried about a bamyang and whether you think he has got he's got it to, to come back. I don't I I don't think he's got it to come back, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Um, I've never really liked his game. To be fair, um, he's not my type of striker. Um, even the stuff he does does he he does do well. I think he takes a lot of chances to score. I think we're not really a high chance creating team. Maybe under Wenger, a striker like him would have been fine. But as we're seeing, like this new type of football that we're trying to play, I don't think he suits it. Uh, what was the question? That does he have it back? Does he have it in him to come back? He's getting outperformed by Lacazette right now. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that that says it all, isn't it? Mm. And how old is he? Thirty-two. Yeah, I think he's turning thirty-two. He just turned thirty-two. He's <laughs> <laughs> a techie one. And you see, so one thing, one thing for me is that a part of this as well is it's not all on Oba. For me, this is where I really look at the coach and say this is a top class finisher like as far as the tools that he's not already, I don't think you say he's uh, a top class uh, finisher. No, nah, he is. I think he's I think his track record demonstrates that he is he, he's a top he, class he, goal scorer. Goal, goal, right, goal, goal scorer. Goal scorer. I think, I think saying he's a top I think uh, goal like scorer. Said, don't 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 yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't kill me on my on my choice word. Okay, goal sorry, scorer. Sorry, what cool. I mean is goal scorer. So these are the tools that Arteta's had at his disposal. So you have to find a way yeah as as coach, as head coach, manager, whatever, you have to find a way to get the best out of what you've got currently. Yeah, if there's a different plan currently, or there was in the past, or there is a future plan to go in a different direction, that's cool. That's one thing. But right now, you like Arteta has failed in the time frame that he's been there to get the best out of what he has available in Oba, and you can see that in terms of like Oba's underperformance. He's his, his XG, you know, like any type of statistical measures that you want to uh, go to or consider over the past season, definitely, you can see it. So 
it's where I can't put it all entirely on him. I think some of the um, decisions made, some of the management decisions as far as the, the stance that the club have taken have been crazy. But you actually need to do everything you can to get the best out of Oba. So if you're if you're if you're not, if he's not performing, if he's underperforming, my questions are why? What else is going on? What are you not doing as a coach, Arteta, enabling him to um, turn up and put in these performances week in, week out? Is that about your application? Is that about your ability or inability to manage him or get in his mind and fire him up? Is that about your tactical setup? Is that about um, who you surround him with? Is that about how you, yeah, like what is that about? There's so many different things where I'm saying, yeah, come on. Like, you know, it's on the culture as well. I don't just want to hand the bear out to dry. Can I, can I interject there? Of course. Um, do, do we do we all think that if we get the best out over, that makes us a significantly, a significantly better team? Like, is over the type of guy that's going to fire us to top four? If Oba's banging, we win a hell of a lot more matches. Mm. Hell of a lot. Wow. So, so we've seen two seasons now, one where Oba was banging and one where he wasn't, and we still finished in the same position. The, I wouldn't I have hung up on the position. That is the points. It's the points. If you, How much points did we finish uh, last season and the season and the season before? I think last season, what I think six points would have got us where? Top four? No. It was it was fifty nine and sixty one points. We got sixty one points last year and then fifty nine the year before. Fifty nine the year before. How far were we and in, in um, last season? How far were we off of the top four in terms of points? Forget that actual position. Yeah, it was six six points off. Yeah. Um But then I think, Ruan, what you, what I would say is, um, in the last two seasons, no one scored goals. Right. So like the season before. Um, Aubameyang was the only one who was scoring, right? So we we scored like 60-something goals. Um, and when Oba was actually firing, Lacazette had a good season goal-scoring-wise. Um, we had players like Mkhitaryan, Ramsey, um, Ozil chipping in with, you know, sort of like six goals each. Um, we were a point off, uh, a point off top four, 70-plus goals, um, 70 points I think we ended up on. In that 1819 um, uh, season, I think it was with under Emery, where we came fifth. So I think not only is Aubameyang scoring important, it's just the number of goals that we get as a team um, is important as well. So, like, if Aubameyang had been firing last season, that would have been, say, what he got 10 in the league, say he got, you know, an extra 10 or 11. Um, that's 60 goals. And then we need another 10 goals from other players in the team as well. Because um, we had no goals from midfield. Um, our centre-backs didn't really chip in with many either from set pieces. So it's, it's very difficult, I think, to make top four um, when the team itself is scoring that little goals. But we've got a much better chance if Aubameyang is, 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 is fit and firing um, for me. Because I think... Let, 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 let me move on slightly just to bring in some of the, the transfer talk that we've been linked to, you know. So someone um, is saying, you know, is could Tammy Abraham come in and outscore Aubameyang, right? I'm, I'm not really going to 
go into that question. Nah, but, nah, that's a valid question. Nah, nah, a valid nah, question. Nah, 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 guys. Wait, wait, what's the consequence? That's disrespect. That's disrespect. It's dis- wait, wait, hold. It's, it's disrespectful if it's old Uber. But, brother, we just saw him drop 10 Premier League goals, yeah? And I think um, Tammy got 11 and he was a bench player. I no, think he, got, he got six. He got six in the league last year. He got six, and he's at Chelsea. And he's at Chelsea. That's mad. Over, over at Chelsea, claps off. Claps no, like he's got a semi-automatic. I don't think he does. Yeah, I, I, I think my my thing is um, with with the whole Tammy thing. So this is I, I don't want to get into Tammy versus Aubameyang. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's I, not do that. I, I, yeah, actually, it's disrespectful to discuss. That. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that, man. Um, but what I do want to do is just talk about what you guys think we should do then in that sort of strike department, right? Because um, all of this talk is about us trying to get you know 17 million euro for Lacazette, Atletico Madrid potentially moving for him, and then if he goes, us looking to replace him with another striker. So Tammy is the one that's had. The main links, the, the big links from the, the sort of the main um, UK journals. Um, I was seeing today Vlahovic getting linked to Spurs for forty million pound. Um, I was also talk of Isak earlier in the window during the Euros, but obviously he signed a new um, new contract, so he's probably um, going to be way too expensive to to get him out this summer. Um, so, what would you guys do in that strike department if um, Lacazette is sold? Um, I'll start with you, Leroy. Uh, so if, if Lacazette is sold, I would like to get someone in who I know he's experienced, who I know is going to get goals, and who's not going to block the paths of some of the young players who I feel like at least deserve opportunity for minutes and opportunity to develop. Um, also, I wouldn't sign someone like Isak, for example, because I feel like, one, he's going to be mad peas, and two, I, I, I have belief at least in some of the young players that we have. So I, unless they show me they don't have it when they get minutes, then I wouldn't sign someone of that age. So I would sign someone like Ings. I'm bang on Ings. Oh, okay. I think Ings is a proven goal scorer in the Prem. He's an underrated in terms of his footballing ability, in terms of what he can do on the ball, back to goal, skills, link up with the team. Um, and I feel, that, I feel that Ings comes in and gets um, 15 goals for us, no problem. No problem whatsoever. So I feel like someone like Ings is not going to be expensive. Last year's contract, I think that's a no-brainer in terms of business. And that's what I would do in the striker department. You've got Aubameyang, you've got Ings as your insurance in case Aubameyang really is dusted and really is out here. And then you give you give your ballot um, and give your ballot in the last any minutes. Mm. But do you think so? If, say Aubameyang is completely finished, yeah, like. What do we do then if we've just got Balogun and Martinelli? But we've got Ings, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what oh, I'm saying. oh, and Ings as well. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. And that's, that's, that's insurance. Ings is insurance. Ings, it, you know when you like buy a car, you get gap insurance. That's Ings, bro. Gap insurance. Yeah. That's yeah. I, 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 I agree. I agree with that um, assessment as well. How long How long a contract would you give him? Um, he's 28 now, isn't it? Hmm. I, can't he into, I think he turned 29 like two days ago. Even then, I'm calm giving him three years. Are you sure he's going to accept a three year contract, though? Yeah, three years uh, because who, he wants to go to a big club because Ings rates himself. He wants to test himself. He thinks he got hard done by at Liverpool and wants to go to a big club. So 
if we're the only big club that comes in for him, the only other one I see going in for him is if Kane, uh, if Tottenham sell Kane, and they go, you want you can be the starter at Spurs. But outside that, if we're the only big club in for him, I think he's taking it because he backs himself. Mm. I think there's been some loose links to Man City as well. Um, if they can't get Kane over the line, um, I think uh, that that might be something that he'd look at um, as well. But Shabs, um, same question to you. So, what what's, what what would you do in the strike department um, if we sell Lacazette? If we sell Lacazette, mm. it's the same thing for me. Um, it's about a stopgap. If 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 we are going for. Um, a younger striker, it needs to be someone who um, I think is a bit more established or has got a bit of a proven record um, in Europe. But otherwise, that i.e., like the um, Ishak, um, Rafa Leal, that type of striker, I like that type of striker. Um, you know, big, physically imposing, can compete, can run the channels, can lead the line, um, decent with the ball into feet. Um, can, can be involved in build-up since it's such a big thing. Um, but yeah, if we we're going with a younger striker, that would be the type of profile that I'd be, I'd be looking at. Um, but I would try to um, mitigate the risk as much as possible. And by doing, by by that, I mean looking at strikers who have, like the two strikers that I've named, for example, they have played minutes and minutes and minutes at international level. Um, at varying parts of European competition and in their domestic leagues as well. So they're used to men's football. There might be an adaptation um, process in terms of adjusting to the pace of the Premier League, but they look like they have the um, physicality and the athleticism to, to be able to deal with it and cope with it. So I'll try to mitigate the risk as much as possible by going for that profile. Um, but otherwise, um, I think we, we we stick with what we've got in terms of the young boys and we look to go down that Ings route. Um, you know, if not Ings himself, then um, another striker who's adept, familiar with the Premier League um, and has got a bit of a proven track record or semi-track record in the Prem as well, who can, um, who can get enough goals, but then you'd have to rely on goals by committee. But that's what I'd do, man. I will, I will, you, striker, you can't mess about. And... Um, one thing about Arsenal, however meaty we've been, yeah, we've always, always had top quality strikers. Almost always had a top quality striker, you know. However far back you want to go to, you know, Alan Smith, Ian Wright, like you know the Burkamps, the Anelkas, the 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 Omri's, the, the um, Van Persie. Like we've all, like we've always had a top quality striker. Like we need, <laughs> like we need, we we need to, like we need to continue that trend. We need to have like a certified bagsman up front. Mm. Like it's just like I, I wouldn't be able to identify with this club if we didn't have a bagsman. I, I, it will mm. be difficult for me to because it's what I know, you know. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Fair play, fair play. Real one. Same question to you. Um, I agree with um, what they've both said. Um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit more open to get a younger striker in, um, somebody that's 24, 25 plus. Um, so uh, somebody like how old's Gabby Jesus? He's 24, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, think he's, he's younger. Is he younger? I think so. I think he's 20, I think he's 23. 23. I think he's about to approach. Oh, okay. 
April. In April. Yeah, so I think he's about to explode. He's just about to approach his peak. Uh, with the younger strikers, um, I definitely think that they should be given time. But I don't think they're going to be ready to around the 23 um, age mark anyway. So what's that? How's Balogun now? 18, 19? So that's yeah. another four years we've got to wait. Uh, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time to wait before you've got a striker that's going to come through like that. So I'll definitely get somebody that's a bit more than a stopgap. I don't think mm. we can call a four-year striker a stopgap. So somebody like uh, the Florentina striker, I don't know how to pronounce his name, call him V-Dub. V-Dub. <laughs> um, and Gabby. Blavich. Blavich. Yeah, him. V-Dub, fam. You <laughs> get him uh, or Gabby, I'd be open to that. But yeah, I'd, or Rafael Le, uh, Leal. I like him mm. as well. So those, mm. those two kind of long-rangey strikers that can run channels, can hold up the ball, can get involved in play, that can beat men 1v1. I'm all for them type of strikers. Even if they've got a, a lower goal rate than we would like, I'm still all for them. But mm. I definitely think we also need to improve the amount of chances we're creating the team anyway. Mm. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think you all made really good cases um, for what you do. Um, I think if if I was to give a preference, um, it would definitely be in that sort of that Vlahovic um, camp. Uh, just for the sort of the long-term planning and just because i personally i'm not sure what level balogun's going to be at um to me I, I think it's still up in the air i know people are you know very very convinced about what he can do it at prem level but until i see it i just i really can't say um and to future proof us i would like to get someone i know or i think is more likely to clap goals at this level um and could potentially do it for a long time rather than um you know uh, a, a short stop gap i think if the club because they're the ones that watch him every single day in training if they think that um balogun and martinelli can actually clap goals at this level then i would do what um leroy suggested and get ings in um just to take a little bit of pressure off them um whilst they can get acclimatized and then you know in year two or year three of that contract that we're giving him then you know we can let them loose and similarly with the vlahovic or the gabriel jesus thing that when you know three four years have come up you can potentially get a resale for them yeah. um as well if they have clapped goals then someone will want them um and if they haven't then you know it'll probably be time for them to move on um move on anyway so um i definitely think that those sort of guys for that price range around 40 million um, it makes a lot of sense because when they're 26, 27, 28, that can be a lot more money. And the way that price inflation's going, European Super Leagues and all this stuff, you never know. You could get you could get a mad deal um, there that can let you reinvest in in the rest of your squad. So um, let me move on. Uh, sorry, 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 um, you know, it looks like he's got a cultured left foot. He looks like he can be a bags man. I'm a bit cautious about him, and I was saying this earlier. Um, I'm a bit cautious about strikers who clap in the Italian league because, you know, and I was giving the example, look at Chiro Immobile, you know. Um, he went Dortmund. It didn't really, really happen for him, but he's there, older, 
at Lazio and just like scoring goals like water off a duck's back. Do you know what I mean? Um, Cotrone, Patrick Cotrone, you know, um, Young hasn't really travelled well. Moise Keane, Moise Keane wasn't prolific, but you know, he come onto the scene at Juve and, you know, was everyone was talking about him like the next best thing and, you know, mm. what's he doing now? I'm so upset that he flopped because that celebration was too cold. was wavy. Piatek had me invested, but you see, again, he's another example. So, these guys back, like Higuain at 30, I don't know, 33 years old, whatever, is scoring 30-plus league goals for... With a 38-inch waist as well. Exactly. It's a bit like you have to, you have to, like, it's, it's mad to score 30 league goals, you know, in any in any of the top five leagues in Europe, you know. But these men are hitting high, high numbers in in Italy. So I, that, that would be my... My my slight reservation about Vlaovic right now um, that you know it might be a bit of a false dawn. It might be early. Even Morata, who is meaty, you know, was, not meaty. He's just a pussy. That's the Morata for me. He's meaty. He's got like got a, a lot of good about his all round game, but up front, forget about it. like in terms of bagging goals. But even at Juve, you know, young revival, uh, it was all right for him. So, hey, Jeremy, yeah. man, be quiet, bro, because Bundesliga attack still rains heavy, bro. That's yeah. at least 50%. Well, one thing one thing I want to add is just that the, the expectation that we're, we're trying to put on the Balladons and the Martinelli's, uh, a little bit less on Martinelli. I I'm proper don't don't think people understand how rare it is here yeah, for somebody that age to come and light up the Premier League, fam. Like yeah. really and truly, how many strikers that age have come and, and lit up the Premier League? We've had what Rooney, Anelka. Um, Fowler, I would say. Yeah, yeah, Fowler, um, uh, Rashford to a lesser degree, but even if we look at if we use Rashford as an example, he bagged the first few his first season. I think the next season, he, I think he must have got maybe 10 goals, sub 10 goals, and then it's been around that kind of mark progressively. Yeah, even I'm not even, even sure really, even you really. what we're even expecting. Really. We can't expect these young players to come and be bagging 10 to 15 goals. Like, I think it's mm. proper unrealistic. If he bags five, six, seven goals, he's had a good season. Well, all comps? Yeah, all comps. Bro, you and, know Marcelli bagged 10? We're not in the comps. We're not in the next comps. I know, I know. Even in the comps. You know Marcelli bagged 10 like, in his first season? Yeah, but that's when he was in Europa League as well. Yeah, but still, all comps. He bagged 10. And that was a good return. I, I, I realistically, I don't think, I don't think Balogun scoring ten goals is realistic next season. Nah, it's not. we haven't got enough competitions for him. Mm. But what, what we need to see is, is he good enough to come into the first team and contribute? That's what mm. we need to see. I just, I can't believe he wasn't used to back in the last season. But if he can come and he can hack the level, we should keep him because I'm telling you now. Sometimes when you drop down as a player, especially as a striker, when you yeah. drop down and you're playing in a team that's not as good as the team that you're in, you're playing in a tough league like the championship, shit can go bad for you. It can go bad quickly. And then all of a sudden... I'm not even saying loan him. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that we should try our best to take as much pressure off these players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, as fans, I'm saying our expectation, if he, if he leaves next season with like six goals... Five goals, they really are. Cool. He's he's all I'm saying, ah, yeah, he's got five goals. He's not the guy. Do you get what I'm saying? 
he's getting he's getting dashed to the side. It's not even about the numbers for me. I want to see can you ball at the senior level well? Do you look good? Do you look like you fit? Do you look like you belong? That's all I want to see. For you. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't care less. I can't lie to you. I couldn't care less. And yeah. this is the reason we need to see that from him to then decide. Like, are we going to go all in on his ability? Because if he, if, if he comes in and he can play well and he looks like he fits and he doesn't look out of place, even if he gets five goals, you can bank on that talent. You can say over the next two, three seasons he's going to improve. Then you get. Yeah. But if you think mm, he's going to need a season on loan, he's clearly not at the level yet, you don't know if he's going to make the level. Like, yeah. when Eddie, like when Eddie came into the team, for example. So if he came to the team and did what Eddie did, then I'm going to be looking at a younger striker, maybe, at 24, 25, to bridge the gap. But mm. if he comes in and he comes in like, say, okay, not goals-wise, but in terms of his performance, like a Saka mm. or like ESR, yeah. Even if he doesn't get the numbers right now, and you yeah. can see the level of performance, I'm, there's no way I'm blocking that kid's path because you can yeah. see that full explosion. Yeah, mm. I completely agree with you. I, I, I think you know that there's more to it for these young boys than just being able to put up the numbers. If the performances, if the movements, if the traits are, are are good enough and consistent enough, the goals will will come. The goals will eventually follow because, like you know, the points made before about how many young strikers are really prolific. Um, you don't have many strikers across Europe under the age of 24 who are prolific and consistent in terms of clapping goals. Like you guys, it's, 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 it's really hard to name them. So, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is more so about what Leroy is saying for me. I said, Fowler. That's how long we got to go back to go see Fowler, bro. Yeah. And the f- football was different then, man. Like the Premier yeah. League was different. Look, Fowler was a bags man, but you know, like the, the, the Premier League was was different. It wasn't then. even the Premier League, I swear. <laughs> it was Division One. Yeah, exactly. No, it was so the Premiership. Yeah, yeah, it was the, yeah, it was. It was the Premiership. It was the Premiership. But yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll leave the striker situation there alone because we said a lot of names there that I don't think the club um, are looking at. You know, uh, one of the ones that I saw. I think it's quite unrealistic personally um, as Latura Martinez. Um, I definitely wouldn't be saying no um, to that if that was to come to pass, but um, I think that's very, very unrealistic. And one that looks like... You don't think it's unrealistic? No, I think he's the type of man, if you pay the money, he'll come. You see all them South American dons? If Barcelona and Real Madrid hadn't told them to chill, if you pay the money, they'll come. They'll come, they don't care. He's, he's family, some of his family's barefoot back home, fam. What he cares about is the money. Look at Oscar you to go and play in China. All for the money. And yeah. he's had a, he was a decent player. You don't know, man. Some of them don't like the weather and that, man. They look at London, all they see is clouds and they get... Yeah, look at Di Maria, man. man. He, used to, he couldn't wait to get out of Manchester. Bro, them man I, used to... At least he got to Manchester first, though. Yeah, let me get this one year P and then he cut to uh, PSG where he got the same amount of money. Bro, you see um um that Reyes interview back in the day, rest in peace. Yeah. Them man are using used to being in their flip-flops at 9 p.m. going shopping. <laughs> Bruv, he said like at eight, he said like what 7 p.m. is dark. It's like I want to go to Tesco at 9 p.m. in my flip-flops and shorts. He was livid, fam. He hated it here. Them yeah, man are here, bro. Nah, I, I think it was Gary Neville that put that guy in a blender. That that's that's what really sent him off. Um, I yeah. think before that he was fine. He was getting used to it, and then they, kicked, they kicked him. They kicked him off the park. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, it was never the same. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. 
Um, but yeah, it looks like the club are seriously chasing Tammy Abraham. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really want to, you know, discuss that possibility. I'm, I'm gonna anti-manifest that by not talking about it. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on to some other links. So today, literally just now, as we started recording, I've seen some links um, where Chris Wheatley has said that if Odegaard is for sale, Madrid want thirty-five million pound around that mark, right? Um, so Mirad Semra has asked this question: um, If both were readily available, who would be a better fit for Arsenal, James Madison or Martin Odegaard? Um, Shaps, I'll start with you uh, on this one. So. The, the reports from Sky were saying 60 to 70 million pound um, upwards of that for James Madison. And now they're saying half that for Martin Odegaard. So after seeing us spend 50 M's for Ben White, let's assume that money is no object, yeah, for this, for this summer. So let's actually eliminate the prices. Let's just talk about who's the better fit and who you would want um, at Arsenal, at these two. For, I think for me, I'm going with Madison. I think there's just less. I think there's less um, caveats. There's less risks associated. He knows the league. Um, I don't think adaptation is going to be an issue for him. Um, we see what he's done in the league for Leicester. We see we see like he's up there in terms of his, the, the chances that he's been able to create. We see how him as a player and his all-round ability, what that what that has done for Leicester. Um, and they're not the same side without him, without that input over the last couple of seasons for me. Um, but yeah, I think he gives us a greater degree of tactical flexibility. I think he can play in the 10, but he can play as an 8. He can play off the left. Um, I think there's a better range of movement. Um, he's not a player for me who is dependent. Like Erdegaard, I really, really like Erdegaard, but I think that you need to do a lot to accommodate Erdegaard. And for me, it's too similar to Ozil. It's, it's oh. too, too similar to Ozil. Like, this is a highly intelligent uh, player, you know, um, technically fantastic footballer, you know, we can the, the things that he can do um, with the ball at his feet, absolutely amazing. But yeah, I just think we need to, the conditions almost have to be perfect for him in order for him to kind of, uh, of, of, of feel insulated and be able to do his best. Um, I don't think Madison needs that at all. I think Madison can go and get the game um, and take the game to others rather than waiting for the game to come to him. So, yeah, my, and, 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 and Madison is obviously more of a goal for it. So it's not just about being able to create um, the chances. Like, you know, he can he can chip in with goals. Um, it's how he creates his chances as well, you know, um, set pieces, but he creates from open play. He creates with his movement and his penetration into the box as well. You see, he carries the ball into the final third a lot. Um, and into the box, I think he can have an impact and influence the games in a, in, a, in, a, in a bit of a different way. And it excites me more as a prospect in terms of uh, assuming that he was to start with ESR and Saka. That is a trio of, of, of footballers that would excite me in terms of um, I, I respect the game intelligence of all of them. And I think there's that, you know, we, we'd, we'd see a lot of fluid movement and dynamism from from the three of them, I think they're all, um, you know, very adept, high-quality football players. So, I like it, man. Like it. And um, real one. What, 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 what did you call? What did you call uh, Vlahovic again? Vlad. Oh, V Dub. V Dub. Yeah, V Dub. And um, 
and uh, and Ofsted, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so let's 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 hear um, your your thoughts on on Madison and and, and Odegaard. Yeah, I, I'm in the Madison camp as well. Uh, more certified. I'm I'm quite worried about Odegaard. I don't know where, whether everybody else was worried. He he gives me a lot of um, Özil vibes, and I don't think he's as good as Özil. I don't think he's worth the risk. Thirty five million is 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 quite cheap though. It is quite cheap for what he brings to the team. But at the same time, I don't want another player that can't do away days. I can't do another player that's going to get run over. I can't do another player that wants to go hiding when the game gets rough. Like I can't, I, I can't do that anymore. Like I'm, <laughs> as was giving me, what's it called, man? Uh, buyer's remorse. I'm done with them kind of players. So give me James Madison. That's exactly what it says on the tin. Gets the job done. Uh, less time to acclimatize as well. And yeah, he's more robust. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Libre? Do you know what? When I saw that price, 35 mil, yeah, I haven't been as excited over a price as I heard Brian Miles was going for seven bills. Fuck, <laughs> 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 I think that is an absolute steal. I think that's a steal of a price. The thing about Madison, Madison, yeah, so I've got to think of resource management. So if we, we've we got a finite amount of money and we're going to use it, all of it, and we're going to use it on other people, I feel like Odegaard at 35 mil is much better value than Madison at 70 mil, which is probably what it will cost, or 70 plus mil. Talking about what we could do this summer and what we could do in the next windows, etc. Um, I also just think Odegaard's a better player. I can't lie to you. I think Madison's more suited to the Prem, obviously. He's, he's, he's English, he's a bit more tenacious, got a bit more about him athletically, but I just think Odegaard's better. I think we didn't really scratch the surface in terms of Odegaard's actual ability and what he can do. And he's a hard worker and he's a fantastic creator. And I feel like he's not as rigid as people think in terms of the 10. I think he could actually play off, off the um, off the right-hand I side. Ain't, he ain't playing wide. He ain't playing wide in the I think he can play, wide. I I think he can play in a 4 3 3 He's going to get run over. <laughs> he's going to get run over. I, I think he's fine. So I, I, I would go by Odegaard. I can't lie. 35 mil especially. 35 and 70 mil, I think value for money is a no-brainer. Because mm. my my thing is with the prices, right? It's like I I, I want them to go and, and sort out every single position this summer. Yeah, I don't really want to go back and do you know do up excuses anymore. Um, I think enough is enough um, when it comes to squad building with this. You know, we're, we've always got excuses for the manager. You know, he didn't get back. He didn't get this player. We we're missing a right back. Missing a centre mid, we're missing a ten. We don't have this perfect type of striker. So, what I would like to see them is get exactly who they want in every position. So I understand the price thing, but I'm also seeing them, you know, spend fifty million pound early on a centre back, and it being very public as well, where they're they're, they're spending that that amount. So it says to me that you know, in our priority position, I think we all agree we're centre mid, ten, right back. Right, those are our three priority positions. We ain't strengthened any of them, and we've gone out and spent fifty million on a position that, you know, we're probably the most captain anywhere in the team. Right, so I, I actually don't want to hear that we didn't have money for a ten or a centre mid or a striker. Do you know what I mean? Because you've actually bought in a position and like a massive, massive price 
as well. So I just want the best player that will fit us. Um, and I think a factor for me is the way Arteta tries to play and all this, you know, with his wide triangles and all these combination play and whatnot. I actually think Smith Rowe was better on that right-hand side of the pitch at combining with um, both Saka and Pepe um, than what we saw from Odegaard. I know um, that West Ham game, you know, second half, people like, yeah, he, he ran the whole show, this, that and the other. But I don't think we saw that enough from him. And I get he didn't, he didn't play enough football in the first six months, this, that and the other. But I preferred what I was seeing from Smith Rowe in those games, who also hadn't played much football um, for, for, for six months as well, you know, because he was out um, injured, etc. So... Um, I would prefer someone that came into the 10 to then operate maybe um, on that left side of the, of the pitch. So like an hour, a Madison um, as well, I think would actually suit what we try and do as a team a bit more or just stylistically what I see. Uh, because I want to keep those relationships on the right hand side with your Smith Rose and your Sackers or your Pepe's kind of thing. Um, and also for me with Erdegaard, I just don't think he's going to slap numbers. Um, he might get a few assists, but in that six months, he didn't, I think it was one big chance created and it was in like the second to last game where um, nothing was really on the line. Um, in the big games where we still had stuff to play for, I don't think he was that dominant um, personally. So I want someone I think, you know, we can rely on for goals and assists. I think Madison is good for at least 10 goals, goals or and assists combined. Um, in the season. I'm not sure um, if Odegaard will get that for us because even for Sociedad, I think, you know, he, he created like the third most chances in the league, but he only ended up with four goals, six assists kind of thing. So um, I'm not too sure whether or not his numbers are actually going to help us because, you know, we we are a team that struggled to, to score goals um, last year. Uh, and, and so I, I would vote Madison. Um, personally um there but but if we did get Odegaard I wouldn't be sad but you know um I definitely would prefer um prefer Madison um was there anything else that you lot think it's worth discussing today um otherwise um I might leave it there you spoke about the right back issue or yeah, so that's a good one actually. So um, Cedric uh, has been linked away to Fenerbahce, but I think he's um, going nowhere. Chris Wheatley rubbish rubbish those reports within within like a few hours. Um, rubbish them within a few hours. Bellerin has been playing all the preseason games. Been linked to a move away. Um, he's not. He's, he's he's not really been linked to anything concrete. Um, Chambers is there, one year left on his contract. Um, I don't really know what the plan is uh, with him. Um, oh, Chambers is going to get an extension. You I think? A hundred. Yeah. Because thing. I think all we've heard about right back was that Fabrizio, um, if I remember correctly, he said if Bellerin goes, Arsenal will definitely, definitely get get a right back or go for a right back. Um so what, what do we do? What do we do in that situation? If Cedric's not going anywhere, Chambers isn't going anywhere, um, 
and but we're definitely going to buy another right back on top. What what what, what do you think that means? Um, Leroy, I'll let you start this time. I, I don't think we're buying another right back at all. Um, mm. I, remember, I said quite a few pods ago. I said we're going to struggle to sell a lot of these players. Like Bellerin's on like 130 bags or something stupid like that. He's not going nowhere. He's going to buy Bellerin for one the fee we want him for, and he's going to pay him the wages we want him for. Um, Cedric's not going nowhere. We're not going to be able to shift him. The only one we'll be able to shift is Chambers, but in a funny way, he'd actually be relatively useful because he's actually versatile. He's the most useful out of the three. So um, if, we, if we brought another right back, we'd have Chambers, Bellerin, Cedric, Maitland Niles, and another right back. We can't have five right backs, man. It doesn't make mm. no sense. And Tavares can play right back as well. So. That idea, man. Forget that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he, he, I'm hearing he looked, I'm hearing he looked gazing today, but I don't know. But um, yeah, so I, I just don't see us buying another right back. I don't see it happening because I don't see us getting rid of who we need, who we would need to get rid of to make it happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I think, um, I think two of two or two of um, Bellerin, Chambers, or Cedric has to go. I don't think Chambers is going. I doubt Cedric is going. Bellerin will go. Uh, Maitland's going to go anyway, I think. So we're going to be left with Chambers and Cedric. So I, I doubt we'll do a right back. But I think if we manage to get rid of Cedric as well, we'll do a right back. Probably like a Max Aaron's or something. Mm. Yeah, because actually, what did I see today? Um, I saw we approached Sir Gino Dest. Because um, obviously Barcelona have got their yeah. financial problems. They're, you know, sort of... Putting out their 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 credit ratings as well. onto onto Twitter, so um, it does look like we might be in the market for a right back. But I I personally would would like to see Cedric and Bellerin moved on. Um, I think Cedric, for someone who we've signed at age twenty nine, um, he's not done the business at all. Uh, you're supposed to come in and be prem ready, and towards the end of the season, he wasn't even getting into squads. Um, it was a it's a, it a very weird signing that we did there, and I think it's it sort of messed up um, a lot of a lot of the right back um, the right back options that we have. You know, I think the fact that Chambers is starting a lot of these games ahead of you just says that you're not it. Um, so he should he should 100% be moved on as far as I'm concerned. Um, Bellerin, enough is enough. Um, he, I think he came on today in that uh, that friendly. And he, he just looked, he looked horrible, you know. Um, he said enough is enough. <laughs> hey, enough, enough is actually enough. Oh, you know? Oh, you know what? I've been sh- sitting there shaking my head since you mentioned Cedric the first time because to me, like, it's just a catastrophe, like, the whole thing, like, from, from, from signing him, like, whatever, it's a long It's just a whole, just a whole kerfuffle, I'm telling you. And, and, and and this is where we are, you know. We're still we we have four options there. I wasn't even thinking about it like that. We legit have four options for right back. None of them are certified starters. The one who is um, has been identified as the starter is not good enough. Um, has come to the end of his time at Arsenal. I'm talking about Bellerin. Um, he needs to be moved on. He wants to be moved on, and we just we 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 can't seem to be able to move him on. Like it's it's actually a mess. It's actually a farce. It doesn't look like we've got anyone coming up through the um, pipeline who's ready in terms of starting at right back and all the targets that are out there at the moment. Like I don't know, I, like yeah, 
like what Leroy says, I just think, yeah, we're not serious about these targets at this point in time or we can't acquire them right now because we can't shift who we've got currently ahead of them. But it speaks mm-hmm. volumes when Ch- Ch- Chambers was out here at Fulham playing DM last season. Yeah? He's, <laughs> not the season before, sorry. He's here and he's um, ousted you or starting birth at right back and he looks the favourite to start you know, that Brentford game, I'd be surprised if it wasn't Chambers starting that right back. But it tells you about the state of us at this point in time. It's just an absolute mess. So, yeah, man, we need to do something there, but I don't think we will. Mm. So, that, I'm sorry, that that just brings, you mentioning Chambers just brings it back into that Ben White signing is so strange. It's like, 50 mil on Ben White is so, so strange. Like, when you've got other priorities that you haven't sorted out yet, to sort that out first is proper weird. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know whether my man thinks this is going to be the key to unlocking the type of football he wants to play. But even when we had David Luiz there, it wasn't like we saw a massive like increase in results. And so like it's it's crazy. He's he's just a crazy man. Yes, um, it's it's definitely it's definitely a strange a strange decision, man. So um, on on the right back situation i think it's a watch this space run you know um we have a lot of a lot of outgoings to do within the next month i think that the window shuts in a month and three days yeah so um i think that i had i had nine players down on my list um as ones that we're actively looking to sell and now i don't think i included cedric on that so let's make it 10. um I'm not sure that this club has shown that they've got the wherewithal to, to get that much business done in this short amount of time. But um, I think we've got a lot of players out in January, so maybe they'll do they'll do the same. Um, January, it was a lot of cancelled contracts, though, and I'm not sure that that's the best thing to be doing in the summer window, but um, it remains to be seen. But uh, I'll leave it there. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening, all the listeners' questions um, and the comments. Um, if you haven't dropped a like on the video, make sure you drop a like on it now. Um, as I said, this is going to be going out ad-free um, on the Patreon. Um, and we've got more Patreon content coming out um, this week. Uh, so make sure you'll get, you're get signed up to that. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel um, for all of the Touchy Gunas and the Touchland Fracas uh, content. And make sure you follow us on all of the social medias. Uh, at Touchy Gunas and at Touchline Fracas as well. So, Real One, Shabs, Leroy, thank you very much for, for coming on. Um, and we'll leave it there, guys.
Sports Social Podcast Network.